This is the Holland Assets Podcast, where we show you how to start and run your own trucking company. Ever wanted to go out on your own? Follow Chris as he goes through the highs and lows of running on his own authority. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 40 of the Holland Assets Podcast. Today, we're talking about last month's financials, so this is going to be going over February's numbers. Should be an interesting one. I know last month was uh, it was pretty interesting considering what had gone on uh, in you know January and December and all that, so I'm looking forward to this one. Chris, how you doing? I'm doing well. How about you, Craig? Oh, not too bad myself, although I, I got to say, I... Uh, I, I drove my giant machine, you know, my giant machine, the Mazda 3, um, <laughs> down I-80 over the weekend and kind of, uh, I, I felt like I was going past a truck graveyard or something. There was just stuff everywhere. It looked like, um, you know, something had happened on I-80 and uh, I, I was curious to hear if you had driven it lately. Yeah, that's that's funny that you mentioned that because that was one of the worst, if not the worst accident I-80 in in recent memory, perhaps for and ever. Really? Um, there, were, there were actually two wrecks um, within about 10 miles of each other, if I remember right. One had 100 vehicles in it, three people died. The other one was 50 vehicles in it. And nobody, luckily nobody died on that one. But yeah, it was a mess. It, it actually... Um, changed my drive route on my way out of Utah that week. And then I, I probably about the same time you drive, drove through it. I drove through it again on my way back into Utah. I took a load a week or so ago coming out of Utah, going to the Atlanta area. And normally I would take I-80, but uh, it was um, the day or so after that wreck happened and I-80 was still closed. I think they had I-80 closed for almost 48 hours due to the weather and cleaning up that accident. Wow. So was it a, a snow issue or a wind issue? A combination. Um, w- you know, when it was snowing and it was really, really windy, so that's not a good good thing. And then when the wind's blowing as hard as it does in Wyoming and you, you get wind blowing across the road and you get all the vehicles driving on top of it, it packs it down and it creates like a sheet of ice. And right. so it was a combination of the icy slick roads and low visibility. And it just, you know, the videos, you can go on and look at the videos. It's just, it's crazy what happened, how bad it was. Yeah. It, uh, it like I said, I came through quite a uh, time afterwards. And so I didn't see it happen, but it was just debris everywhere. And, uh, you know, you know this at this point, and I'm sure anybody who's been in the business for a while knows this, but for anybody who's new or doesn't drive out west very often, uh, heads up in Wyoming, that wind, I don't care what the season is, the wind is crazy up there. It, it's crazy how much a truck, a big truck like the, these get blown across the road when it's blowing like that and you're getting you know, 40 to 60 plus mile an hour gusts. It just... You got to be super on your toes and on top of things. And yeah, it's just, it's not uh, pleasant driving conditions. I, to avoid that wreck and the weather, um, I, the day I left was the day they were supposed to open it back up, but they didn't have a for sure opening time. So I, I actually did an, an extra 90 mile drive and went down um, all the way south through New Mexico onto I 40 and then took I 40 all the way east. Wow. Okay. So you had to go way out of your way then. Yeah, it was about, it was added about 90 miles to my trip, if I remember right. But 
you know, I, I, I avoided that mess and the weather and, uh, got, got to where I was going safely and, um, without any delay. I, I think if I would have left when I was supposed to leave and gone on I-80, I, I probably would have been stuck for another eight or so hours before they actually ended up opening the, the freeway. Yeah. Sheesh. Well, okay. We could talk about this for a while. Maybe this is a whole episode on its own. But, Just uh, be, be safe out there. Yeah, you know, please. Be careful, you know, especially, you know, when you're running those in, in, in that bad weather, you know, it's not, it's not worth it. Be careful. Yep. Absolutely. All right. So today, Chris, February financials, anything else that we want to talk about before we dive into those numbers? Yeah, I, I'm going to do a three-part series that I've got coming up on DOT compliance. Um going to do the, the next three episodes after this. And we're actually doing February financials a week or earlier than I normally would. Okay. Just so that I can we can get the financials out of the way and then dedicate the next three episodes to compliance stuff. So the first of those three episodes, we're going to do on basically what is the FMCSA's CSA program. Say that five I'm, times fast. I'm sorry, that was the FMCSA CSA? Yeah, so Federal Motor <laughs> Carrier Safety Administration compliance safety and accountability program (laughs) the government and their acronyms only only the world's biggest bureaucracy could come up with something like that (laughs) i i think between my exposure to the transportation industry and the military i probably know more acronyms than just about anybody else in the world out there absolutely yeah you're probably all acronymed out okay so that's the fmcsa csa program what else do we have on this dot series yeah so we're going to go through the basics of the program uh the next episode after that is going to be how to prepare for a dot safety audit and then the third episode after that i'm just in the process and kind of finishing up my new entrant safety audit and we're going to talk about my experience with that kind of give people some pointers that are going through that specific audit how to prepare for it, how to do it, how to get through it. And, um, you know, a little bit throughout all three of them are talk about some of the ramifications if you don't stay on top of your compliance. And, you know, just to give you a sneak peek, it's one of those things you're probably going to hear me say this in those episodes, but an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. You know, it's a Ben Franklin quote, and that is so true when it comes to compliance. All right. Well, uh, it may be a dry subject, but it's a bit like uh, when we did the taxes, right? I I said, this is a great subject and you laughed at me. Well, I feel similarly. (laughs) This is a great subject. It's an important one. I'm uh, excited that we're going to be diving into it. Yeah, it'll be it'll be really good. Uh, hopefully, give a, a whole bunch of good information on uh, throughout those three episodes. Absolutely, and also just before we get into the meat of today's subject, uh, reminder for everybody to go to HollandAssetsLLC.com to check out show notes for past episodes, uh, and make sure you go to Facebook to find us there, and you can chat with us there. Uh, or uh, what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, review us on iTunes or whatever it's called, Apple Podcasts and all those other services. Uh, give us a review. Yeah, I, I sure appreciate those reviews. You know, they're a good thing for me, you know, especially when somebody actually leaves a comment on them and I read every last one of them. Um, if there's things that you'd like to see that we're not um, covering in the podcast episode, give us, you know, let us know in the review what, what else you'd like to hear, what else you'd like to see, and uh, we'll do our best to provide you the content that you want. We are slaves to the people, Chris. <laughs> yes, we are. Give them what they want. All right. Give them what they want. <laughs> so, uh, so February financials, Chris, kick us off. Uh, give me an overview of uh, what February looked like. 
Well, it was, a, it was actually, you know, it's another one of those interesting months. We've had, I've, I've had way too many of them over the last almost year. And, and this one is, is because I had to take two weeks off for my annual military training. And you kind of say, well, haven't you already done that in the last year? Yeah. The Army's physical year goes from October 1st through the end of September. So my first one was like towards the end of the, the Army's physical year. And this one was towards the beginning. So you actually did two of my two-week annual trainings probably within about, I don't know, was it eight or nine months of each other? Right. So I, I've got that out of the way, um, but it I, I essentially missed the first half of February, actually a little more than the first half because I, I, I left on, I think it was like the 29th or 30th of January, and then I wasn't able to pick up my first load until the 18th of February. So um, you know, that's more interesting. Than, more than half the month gone. Chris, it's an interesting question when we talk about, okay, so you want to start a business, you want to you know, become your own boss, and you're going to start this trucking company. And does that mean that somebody has to give up whatever their other uh, hobbies or responsibilities are? You know, is this going to be just, you have to devote yourself 100%, uh, 365 days a year to this thing. Uh, but it sounds like you're still able to do your army national guard stuff. Are you confident that other people will be able to kind of follow in those footsteps and maintain some of uh, their other, their other things in life? Uh, Absolutely. You can see, you know, throughout the, the course of the year, you know, specifically my army national guard stuff, it has definitely had an impact on the business and, and not really a positive business, a positive impact, but we've been able to make it work. You know, two things that, that, are, are the hardest things to deal with because of my guard service are one, I, I have to interrupt trips all the time to be able to get home for drill on the weekend that I have drilled during a month. Like you take, for example, right now, I'm taking a load um, up to uh, Washington and back because I have to do a short load and it's not the greatest market up into Washington right now, but I have to take a short load because I have to be back this weekend for drill. If it wasn't for that, I would probably take a longer road that was better or load that was better paying and doing better. And that happens almost every month. And then also the two weeks out of the year when I have to shut down because of my guard service, but you'll see that happened in February, but February wasn't a horrible thing. We we actually still ended up making money. Um, we paid all of our expenses. It just wasn't the you know the best month as it as it could have been. But we you know we still made do. And so your total or your normal total miles that you run is what about ten thousand give or take, right? Yeah, ten to twelve is is a t- pretty typical month where I'm running um, reasonably well. Yeah, like 22 days out of the month or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so yep. what was this month? How'd you do? 4,668. That, so that is pretty low. It is pretty low. Uh, definitely under half, um, probably almost closer to, you know, a third, between a third and, and uh, half the miles that I would normally run in a month. Okay. So uh, how did, I mean, obviously that's going to affect the number or the amount that you can pay yourself if you're paying yourself per mile, right? It is. So, you know, luckily with the guard, I get paid when I'm at the guard. So that kind of helps compensate what I lose as, as my driver wage. Um, so, yeah, but uh, in the in the long run for me personally, when you look at what I get paid and what I get to bring home to pay my rent, and my bills and all that other kind of stuff, mortgage, 
Um, I, I, it doesn't really hurt me that much because the guard pay helps compensate for the loss on the driver pay. That makes sense. Okay. So it's, yeah, not great for the business, but you do all right. Um, yeah, me personally, it, it really doesn't make that big of a difference. It's just, it's the business. Can the business pay its bills and, and hopefully even be a little bit profitable? And, and we'll, as we go through these numbers, we'll get a little bit more into that and see that, uh, you know, it's not, uh, it hasn't been the end of the world. Right. Well, let's uh, talk about some more of those numbers then. Last month you had really high uh, deadhead miles. How was February there? February was a lot better. Last month we were, I can't remember exactly for sure. It seemed like I was pretty close to 15% of my miles were deadhead miles. This month we were closer to 5%. Anytime you, you 5% is actually really good. Um, I, I, you definitely want to try to be under 10%, but you get closer to that 5% range and it's pretty good. Only 247 deadhead miles in February. Yeah, that's not too bad. All right. Um, and so that brings your total revenue well, I guess I, I don't know what your rate per mile has been yet, but uh, I guess I could calculate that. If you tell me, what did you make in revenue in February then? The total revenue was $10,087. Um, so, you know, that that's actually not too bad. It, it gives me an all-in rate per mile of $2.16, which, you know, especially for February is pretty good. Um, February is really the toughest month when it comes to freight year after year. And, and I felt like this February, you have a lot of things going on. The coronavirus is going on right now. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, a whole bunch of other factors that are kind of putting some pressure on the freight market. But, it, it, you know, it, it still felt like a pretty typical to February. We'll see how March and, and, you know, further months down the road pan out. But uh, overall, you know, February is always hard, and, and I felt like this February probably wasn't too much different. But the overall rate per mile stayed pretty good, and I think part of that's because you know I'm, I'm getting more age as a company, and so more and more brokers will accept me. I don't have to be so – I can be a little bit more picky on the loads that I take than, you know, and demand a little bit higher rate. And so you'll notice over time that rate per mile has actually gone up. Even, even February 216 is really not that bad. Yeah. All right. So 216, like you said, it is trending up. That's uh, from what you were telling me six or eight months ago. That sounds pretty impressive. So let me ask you a question uh, because there are plans for the future. You are looking for potentially somebody to drive for you, right? And my question on that is, would that rate per mile still apply? Are you still going to be able to get that with a, 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 a employee driver for your one year old company? Yeah, it's it's kind of funny, you know. They the the brokers and shippers when you haul for them, they don't really look at the driver detail of your company. All they care about is the age of the company. And so, I could I could put a brand new driver, fresh off the street, never driven a day in his life, which puts the load at at, at more risk. But because my company's been around for a year, they're going to still pay me as if I had a you know a, a seasoned twenty year veteran sitting in the seat. Gotcha. So you know what the risk is, even if the brokers don't necessarily. Yep. Okay. Interesting. All right. So uh, your rate per mile, two dollars and sixteen cents, and that's on uh, half a month, or maybe even a little bit less. So what other numbers do we want to get into? Then do we want to get into the P and L, the profit and loss? 
Yeah, we'll we'll definitely get into that before we transition to PL, just the other two numbers that we typically have been tracking. So my full days on the road, I only had five full days on the road in February and then four partial days. So um, really only working for nine out of February this year was a leap year, 20, 29 days. Um, so not not a whole lot on the road, but uh, as you can see from the numbers, and if you go into the show notes and pull up the, the profit and loss statement, it really ended up being not too bad of a month. Yeah, not too bad at all. I mean, yeah, nine days on the road, that's not very much at all. But uh, like you said, you had other things going on. All right, so profit and loss then. Let's dive into that. All right, first thing we want to look at that I, that I think is a little bit uh, interesting and worth covering is if you remember back in on, on episode 28, I think it was the financials for October, if I remember right. I know it was episode 28, but I ended up having a load that didn't pay out because the broker went out of business. Oh, wow. And I got hit by, you know, 2,500 bucks and, and iThrive was nice to me and that let me spread it out over over a two-month period. Well, what happens at that point is I, an iThrive I goes- Sorry, Chris. iThrive being your- My factoring company. Sorry. Good. I just wanted to make sure people are up on that. <laughs> so they go out and they file a bond. Every broker out there has to have a $75,000 bond on file. And, if, and that's to protect the carrier if the broker goes out of business. Well, if a big, huge broker goes out of business, that $75,000 bond isn't going to go very far. But this was a little bit of a smaller broker, and it, and it takes a while for it to happen. But you file and say, hey, the guy, these guys owed me 2500 bucks. They never paid me. Everybody that they owe kind of can file on that bond. You get like a two- or three-month period to do that. And then once that filing period ends, the bond company goes in and say, hey, we receive requests for legitimate requests for two, $200,000 worth of loads. And so then what they do is they prorate all those loads and everybody kind of gets their little chunk. Well, in, in this situation with me, I ended up getting a claim on that bond and I got paid um, $1,237. So I recovered some of that 2,500 bucks that I lost and that shows up in the P&L for February. So that helped out a little bit too. So instead of losing a full $2,500 for that load, I only lost um, $1,263. Still not nothing. Still not nothing, but uh, you know, getting some of it back was better than eating the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So tell me about uh, anything else that came up this month. Any expenses, unexpected or otherwise? Yeah, there's a, there's a few things that I kind of want to point out when it comes to expenses for February. One, you're going to notice a big major line item does not show up on February this year. And that that's another thing that kind of helped with the profitability this month. Um, there was no truck insurance payment. Oh. So truck truck insurance is kind of weird. They, they don't spread, most places don't spread your truck payment evenly out throughout the 12-month period. And what happens is they take a big down payment up front and then they take, usually nine equal payments for the remainder of the year. So you typically, the last couple months that uh, before you have to renew your policy, you actually don't have an insurance payment. And so that's what happened with me this month is, is I did not have an insurance payment. Okay. All right. So uh, yeah, anything else from that category you want to go through? Nope. Uh, well, just there, there were some maintenance expenses. I, I did a um, preventive maintenance on my reefer, um, I had to replace a tire. Then there were some repairs too. I, I had to replace. And kind of funny, the fuel pump on both my tri pack, so the APU on my truck, 
and the fuel pump on my reefer went out. So I ended up having to replace those. And that's where those repair expenses came through. Okay, so let's pop over to the balance sheet then. And uh, there's something on here that I don't understand. Oh, wait a minute. Hang on. It's another acronym. Chris, you know these. What's NSTR? <laughs> what is this? It's, that's, that's me dipping into my, my military experience again. NSTR, nothing significant to report. <laughs> nothing significant to report. You can't just say that. That's too many syllables. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's hard to say words. Yeah, so it's making me want to say something about FUBAR or I don't know what. <laughs> there's there's another, that's not an official acronym. That's probably the most commonly used acronym in the military, but um, probably not an official one. All right. So, all right. So nothing on the balance sheet that you want to, that you want to talk about necessarily, but it's still there for people to go view uh, just like yep. every other month, right? It sure is. Okay. So, uh, Chris, it sounds like February's numbers were, even if they weren't great, um, you know, just because you weren't able to drive as much as normal, you were still able to kind of uh, get your get your lemonade out of these lemons, and uh, it was it was an okay month, all things considered. Yeah, I, I think anytime you can cover all the bills, you know, especially when you only run half the month, it's a good thing. And so, yeah, it it, it ended up being a halfway decent month, and. Uh, on to the next month. Yeah, it's a valuable lesson to consider when you're thinking about, uh, you know, a, a new owner is thinking about something like, uh, well, for you, it's National Guard stuff. For somebody else, it might be a one-week vacation or they want to do two weeks in Hawaii or whatever they've been saving up for, right? You can... Right, or they have a... Or they had a, a health problem or, or exactly, you know, something yeah. like that. Something, something less fun comes up. Um, it, you can deal with those things and have at, at least a month that won't sink you just by, you know, being off the road for a little while. For sure, for sure. Okay, Chris, any final thoughts on this episode? Um, last thing, we, we never said what the net income was for the oh, month. No. So the, the drum roll. How did I forget? This is my favorite part. All right, how did we do in February? $2,427.52 in net income. So and that's not bad. You know, not not too bad. Yeah, that's uh, go. that'll go right into savings, right, Chris? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Very good. Well, that's, uh, that's our February financials. And uh, like you said, Chris, we're going to have a lot of uh, very valuable, uh, you know, people can debate whether they're interesting, but they're at least going to be valuable episodes on DOT stuff uh, coming up here soon, right? Yep starting next week so thanks for listening everybody i uh, hope you appreciated this episode and uh, all our all our other ones if you do please go and leave a positive review they are greatly appreciated they help others find the show and uh, if you offer some constructive feedback we're happy to take you know suggestions for topics that you want us to cover like chris said earlier so we hope you'll leave those reviews um if you hate what you hear here then you know forget i said anything and don't go leave a review that's fine um anyway we will see you for that dot stuff uh, i'll talk to you later chris have a good week Bye.